This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 122. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com, and I'm joined by Lisa of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you this fine Monday morning? I'm good. How are you? You know, when you say it like that, everyone knows I'm not actually awake on a Monday morning. <laughs> yes, you are. You're awake at 3 Well, yeah, I'm awake. I just haven't gone to bed yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> You're on one of your marathon staying up all, Paint all, all night, day and yeah. all night. So this is the show about colored pencil, where we discuss tools, tips, and everything in and around the colored pencil artist. So Lisa, what are we talking about today? We are talking about tools that are great for artists that aren't actually art supplies, or you might not think would be so handy for an artist. Yeah, you know, we got to thinking about this, and there's actually quite a few tools that we use to create art or support us in other ways uh, as artists, and they're not really something that you would find necessarily at an art store. So the first two actually kind of go together. They're for those who like to work outdoors. If you want to go outside and draw If you live in an area like me, you're going to get eaten by mosquitoes. The best thing that I have ever found that doesn't require me putting bug sprays all over myself or anything like that is mango body butter from the body shop. Now, guys, this may not be a first choice for you, but for the women out there who like to smell fancy, this I got this lotion originally because it just smelled good. That's why I was buying it. And the salesperson told me, oh, this happens to also repel mosquitoes. Now, they don't advertise it for that. That's not what it's specifically for. But, oh my gosh, it is amazing. As long as I wear that stuff, I don't get eaten. And I'm right on top of a creek, basically. We have so many mosquitoes. The only thing that bites me now are spiders. It's amazing. But if you're working outside, I cannot recommend this enough. But that is the body butter from the body shop. That's the only one that really works well. Does it make you smell like a mango, though? Yeah, it's got a very pretty smell. So, like, my husband wouldn't wear it. But I never get bitten anymore. And I don't have to use any bug sprays, anything. And it it has such a nice... It's not super perfumey, like that yucky floral kind of smell. It's just a really nice, subtle... Um, But again, I don't, like I said, my husband won't wear it. But for me, it is a must if I'm going to be outside working at all. Oh, no. I I, I like to, I've been drawing outside quite a bit uh, lately, and it's kind of fun. I'll have to take a sniff at it and see what I think about it. I mean, if you're only going to be around your family, if you're not going out in public, yeah. no one's really going to think anything of it. And it's a very nice smell. The texture, yeah. the everything, really, really Well, like it's that a one. plus if it doesn't smell like lilacs or lavender. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. I, I can't stand the smell of those things because it always reminds me of a smelly bathroom because they always have that kind of I know what you're talking fragrance about. in there. You know, it's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> 
You're trying to mask something. Okay, no, maybe I'll try that. That sounds interesting. The next tip I have is if you, we all know, wear sunblock, but if you didn't wear sunblock, and don't worry, for those of you who are like, wow, are you just going to talk about beauty products all day? No, these are our only two on the list, I think. Well, maybe three. But the next one is... There's like five. (laughs) If you get sunburned. Now, I'm extremely pale. I burn very, very easily, and I'll burn, and it'll blister, and then the whole all the skin off my shoulders peels off. It's terrible. And for years, we were always told, use aloe. Well, finally, one day, a friend of mine told me, no, don't ever use aloe. It forces your skin to heal. Now, I don't know the science behind this, so the, don't the quote me on this. we, huh? But she said, yeah. She said, don't use the aloe because it causes your skin to heal faster and it will force you to peel sooner than even if you didn't use it. She said, go get cocoa butter again from the body shop. And I've tried other cocoa butters and they didn't work. But I have had times where I should have blistered. As long as you put this on within a few hours, it will cool your skin off and it'll turn for me. I just turn straight into a tan. I skip the blister. I don't peel at all. I haven't peeled in so long, which is crazy for me because that's pretty much how my whole summers were spent with skin peeling which is disgusting now that's very interesting because you're, you're right i mean usually you think of aloe so yeah and this stuff it heals the skin in a way that it's what and it feels so good but i would put it on i'd say every at first when i was really burned i would put it on like every hour just because it felt so good but with this one don't get the body butter you want to get the one that's a, a lot thinner it's like on a, in a squirty bottle technical term there. But again, body shop. And you need to start using it within a few hours of the sunburn. You don't want to wait and think, okay, tomorrow I'll go pick some up. It's one of those things I would say I always have on hand just in case because... Oh, I'll it clip it to me. my fanny pack. Thank you. Now that has a nicer smell that men I don't think will mind either. So the body shop of which you speak of. So this is this is not the auto parts uh, store. No, or, no, it, it's okay. um, gotcha. got a lot of really pretty lotions. But those are the two that are just. I mean, it's got some nice smelling lotions if you want to smell pretty. But these are the two that actually serve a purpose that I think artists who are working outside. Oh, they're wonderful. They will make your life better. Okay, our next tip, you can go to the body shop and get uh, scented candles to take. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Actually, not having a nice scent in your, your yeah. video is nice, although I don't know if they well, sell yeah, that candles. I'm not sure if that's a thing with them or not. I just go get these two. So we talked about this last week, but we're going to bring it up again here because I think it's so important. And that is the photo apps for color matching tools. Anything that you can use to be able to help you out in that regard uh, when you get confused on which color something actually is in your reference is going to just save you so much time. And I'm all about saving time. So if you're able just to quickly figure out what the color is, I mean, you can spend all day sitting there with test swatches and trying different colors, you know, grabbing a whole bunch of different pencils and looking at that. Oh, is that it? Is that it? But you can just eliminate all of that guesswork by taking an app and just decide you know letting it decide for you which color this actually is so let's list a few there the ones that i use are art rage is my favorite i've also got one and that one's probably one of the easier programs that i'm using right now i used to use sketchbook by Autodesk, and they have a yeah, free Sketchbook's version now. A good one I'm not yeah. loving the newer updates, so I don't really use that one anymore, but it's an option, and that one, it does have the free I like that version. 
Um, and then, of course, Photoshop, but that I use on my computer. Now, I like Color Grab is my go-to for deciding the colors because there's so many options with that one, and it's so easy to use. And we'll have all of this listed in the show notes, too. My next tip, the Galaxy Note phones and tablets. Now, you can use your iPad or, I mean, any phone. They've got the photo editors that you can do these things on. The reason that I like, if you've got the option, if you're going to be buying a new device, a new tablet or a new phone, I love the Galaxy Note series. Except for apparently last year's, which caught fire and weren't allowed on planes. But um, I actually saw notices on when boarding planes that Galaxy Note 7s weren't online. You're actually really brave to to get the new one. <laughs> based well, on the I figured that, that, you phone. know, I've had the 5 and love it. I had the 3 and loved it. This was yeah. the first one that had that problem. And I'm going to guess they're not going to make that mistake again. They knew they figured out what caused the problem. And anyway, so the Galaxy Note phones, the reason that I like these one, they're big. This one, especially the new one, the 8, is huge. But it has a pressure-sensitive pen. So if you take photos of your artwork that you, while you're working on it, and you wonder, I wonder what it would look like if I had a blue reflection here. I wonder if that would even look good on here or if I, I made this adjustment. You can use that pen and draw directly on the photo on your screen to get an idea of what would look best. And with that, again, I go back to those two apps. Autodesk Sketchbook and ArtRage are the two that I usually use for that. But you can paint right on the screen. I mean, you can do technically digital drawings too. If you're using a Mm -hmm. tablet, the new Samsung Galaxy tablet has a the S Pen as well. And again, they're they're pressure sensitive. So it's not the same as what you're seeing in iPads. This is much more like a Wacom tablet. And this is how I got used to digital art or how I was first introduced to digital art was on these tablets using that pen. So if you're thinking that that might be something handy for you, doing any sort of digital work that can then be applied to your colored pencil work, or in this case, just drawing on the screen to see what would happen if you added different colors. These are just the most handy devices, I think, for artists. And again, if you don't have these and you're not you know, up for buying a phone anytime in the near future, you can still do this on your other devices. It's just a little bit easier here that there's more precision because you do have that pressure sensitive pen that uses the same te- technology as the Wacom tablets right. does. Right. But they are just, for me, the Galaxy Note, and that's the thing where you were saying you're brave. To, I'm brave to try this again. For me, there is no other phone option. I don't even bother I mean, I looking kidding, into other yeah. phones. No, it is it is a good phone, and and I've I've played around with it, and I actually did consider that one recently. But I I purchased the uh, Nexus 6P, which is a really good phone, and it is. I'm really shocked at that that particular phone, the the uh, Note 8, is slightly, just ever so slightly larger than the 6P. I thought this one was I thought mine was bigger than that uh, than that phone, but it's not. So it's it's a, I mean virtually the same size. It's just I think yours is 7 inches and this is 6.25 or something like that. So anyway. Yeah, and you can use if you're thinking about getting something just to doodle around on and you don't want to get a new phone, you can get used ones that aren't that bad. I think the Note 5, that's the one that I had. Those ones are are still fairly expensive, but if you go to like a Note 3, that worked too. So you may mm-hmm. know somebody who's just not using their old phone, check around and see if you can buy it from them for 100 bucks or whatever. That may be worth um using not necessarily as a phone, but just as on Wi-Fi and using it for sketching and drawing. It's really, really handy for artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that pressure sensitivity. I have used some of those tablets as well. But in that Note 8, that they just... 
I, I wish they would put that in the Nexus. I really do, because it's such a handy thing. I love that. I don't know why they don't do that. It's one of... But. Oh, I love it so much. It's just so perfect for artists. I think that the company should push it more or advertise it more, right. market it more to artists, because I think a lot of artists don't realize how perfect it is for us. Yeah, I don't I don't think they do. But uh, while we're on phones, I mean, let me just say very quickly here that um, another thing nice about getting an Android phone in particular, well... Uh, or, or an iPhone, they're, they're really good as well in, in this regard, is there's so many capabilities with this little handheld computer that you have. You can video from it at very high definition quality. My particular phone will do a 4K video, but it doesn't have the image stabilization at 4K, but it has awesome image stabilization at 1080p, which is high enough for anything that you really want to do. You can video different actions that you're doing on your phone if you want to do that. There's some good, great apps for doing that. But the camera, the front-facing and the rear-facing camera are just really, really nice, especially the rear-facing because of wanting to take reference shots. I have taken so many reference shots that I've used for my artwork now on my phone, and it's just... I don't have a reason to get out my huge DSLR all the time. I don't need to all the time if I have this awesome phone with me. So just some things to consider. In the newer phones, too, the camera capability has improved yeah, that's, so that, much from, you know, right, back because I the light eight years ago or so. so. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, so it's just something to consider if you if you haven't. I mean, the, the newest iPhone that's going to be released very, very soon is... is is going to be a, a very, very nice phone, and I think it starts, it's going to start at $1,000. And a lot of people balk at the prices of these phones that many of us are willing to pay. But I'll tell you, here's the thing. Your phone is your primary computer. And as an artist, there's so many things. I mean, we're not even talking about social media, but other things as well as just a work device that you need. And so I think there's justification in spending for that. All right. So I'm not going to make this a, a phone show, but moving on. <laughs> I guess I could talk about this for a long time. but All right. So the next thing, if we're talking about non-artist tools and supplies that you can use as an artist, and this one may seem funny, but a readers. Yeah. Glasses that you need when you get to be an old man like me. So if you notice that you're starting to squint or you're getting headaches or something like that, and you've never worn glasses before, uh, I've never worn glasses. I've always had really good vision. But that, you know, that starts to deteriorate over time. And you'll be surprised at how good it'll feel just to get some readers and start doing your artwork if if that is what's going on. And, you know, when I had my eyes checked, that's exactly what my optometrist told me. He said, you know, you need to get some readers. So that's what I did. And it was amazing. It was like, wow, I can actually see this again. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> yeah, that's so. and with me, my eyes are more severely messed up. Those wouldn't work for me. But I right. always know to go, okay, maybe I need to go get my eyes checked again and update my prescription because yeah. it's when I first started painting, um, I'd been painting for several years, and I thought my work was blended really smoothly. I got contacts for the first time. And when I went home and looked at my artwork, it was a huge, oh, crap moment <laughs> when I saw yeah. how not smoothly my work was blended. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my next tip Make your own pencil holders. I mean, you can just go grab you some two by fours, cut those down to size, glue those together, and you know, you can make like a tiered level of uh, pencil holders and then just drill holes in 
in the uh, wood, and there you go. Voila, you've got a pencil holder, very sturdy, very stable, and uh, you don't have to make a big fuss about you know, how to store your pencils or what to do with them. I've got several different options for storing pencils and holding pencils, and that's one of them right there that I've used. I use those, you know, the actual the pastel pencil boxes for my Yeah, I use pencils, those too. While mostly. I'm working, I usually will keep the pencils out so I know which colors I've been working right. on. And I have a couple right. of this old chips coffee mugs that I use for that. I have one. It's this beautiful teal. It is so pretty and it has one little chip, enough so that I really don't want to drink out of it. But, you know, could use it for holding my pencils. And this is always the problem with colored pencil artists, I think, is trying to find something to hold your pencils or to store your pencils, hold them and keep them in the spot where you need them when you're using them. I mean, Because it's even if you have that big box, like what I do with storing or whatever you're storing them in, while you're working, where do you put those pencils so they're not rolling away constantly? You're right, right. Not handy to go back to the box every time you yeah. need a different pencil. Next on our list are, wow, I'm, here's the other beauty product we were talking about, makeup brushes sponges, makeup sponges, and Q-tips. Things that are not typically used for art. It's funny because I have several art brushes, painting brushes I use for my makeup, yet I have makeup brushes that I use for my art. But trying different things, um, if you're using OMS, sometimes makeup brushes work really, really nicely. Sometimes they don't. You just kind of have to play around. I really like the e.l.f. makeup brushes because they're so inexpensive. I actually use those a lot for my fingernails when painting or cleaning up my edges for polish. But I mean, they, they work well with everything. Um, it's not necessarily just for makeup. And sometimes you can get brushes for very, very inexpensive. I know Target and Walmart, I think both carry e.l.f. They're usually not too much, but sometimes they have the perfect brush for different techniques that you're using with your pencils. Yeah, I really love those, just those triangle looking sponges. Yeah. Those are really nice. Those work really, really well. You can use that to apply your mango body butter. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew those would come in handy somewhere. All right, so my next tip, clamps. Clamps of all sizes and all shapes. Actually, the ones that I, I tend to use quite often are these little, like, one-and-a-half-inch clamps, and they're super, super strong, so they'll, they'll hold just about anything. But there's so many uses for these guys. You can clip your artwork that you're, that you're using, maybe a reference photo, print it out on paper, something like that. You can clip like uh, a smaller light or something, something along those lines. You can, uh, if you're working on an angled desk, you can uh, use it as a type of stopper for the pencils if they're rolling around or something like that. There's so many uses that I get out of out of these clamps. They're very inexpensive. You can get them at the hardware store. You can probably get them at a craft store, I guess. Amazon, uh, as well. Where I usually get them. And Am Amazon, yeah. That I think that is where I got my larger ones that I bought recently was Amazon. Yeah, so nice. Another one of my absolute favorite, must have, use it for just about everything, are 3M Velcro strips. These things are... Oh my gosh, I use them for hanging up lighter paintings on the walls. I, for colored pencil work, not so much because I put that behind glass and that's going to be a little bit too weighty. But I use them right now. I'm working on a painting and my my canvas kept rolling because it's round. I just threw a little 3M on the back of the canvas and on the easel, held it in place. I can do the same thing with my drawing boards with colored pencil if they're wanting to move around too much. A little bit of 3M on my drawing stand and the board that I'm drawing on will hold it into place. And it's nice because I can move it. So let's say I need to remove it from the drawing board. I didn't tape it down so that I can't easily readjust it. I can stick it right back with that Velcro. They are just 
Oh, I love them for, I mean, gosh, I'm just looking around my studio right now, looking at all the things I've used that on. They also work, work really well. If you've used a single nail on a wall or a painting or a drawing that you have hung on the wall and the, the frame tends to keep leaning to one side or drooping, you can put a little of this 3M Velcro strip under on the underside, like the bottom of the frame and attach it to the wall so it won't keep readjusting. And it doesn't hurt your walls. It, mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I say it doesn't hurt your walls. It's not supposed to ever be able to hurt your walls, but I've had a couple of times where it did right. kind of rip up a little bit. Nothing major, but a lot less damage than a nail would have caused. Mo- most of the time yeah, it comes yeah. out clean though. Okay, so next, poster, putty, and scotch tape. Now, I know we've talked about that before, especially when we've talked about erasing and colored pencil, but this stuff can be used for so many other things as well. I don't work upright. I work on a slightly tapered angle. And so I actually, beyond using it for lifting colored pencil from my paper, I also use this, the poster putty, that is, as like a, a stop for pencils uh, at the end of my desk. So I just stick a, a strip of that all the way at the end of the desk and from the surface of the desk. And it works really nice uh, for that. And then scotch tape, of course, uh, lifting colored pencil comes in really handy with doing that. I've heard of people using wax paper to to lift colored pencil. Have you ever no, tried that? Not. At least I've never tried that. And I don't know how that would Because it doesn't work. stick very well. I'm, the only thing I can think of wax paper. It doesn't paper. stick. It's not adhesive yeah, I'm at not all. Sure. So, I don't know. But I've heard of that. One of my favorite things for organizing my in my studio, I have this in drawers. Well, first, I guess this wouldn't be an art supply. Anyway, I have a big dresser. It costs about $100. It's a solid pine, I think. I don't know. A lightweight wood. Well, semi-lightweight wood from Ikea. I painted it, made it all pretty for my studio, and I use this to store my art supplies. And to organize the art supplies within that, I use cutlery organizers, like stuff for your kitchen drawers. I got some really pretty metal ones, like mesh metal, that which is funny because I wouldn't think that would be ideal for silverware or anything like that just because if it gets wet the rust I don't know maybe it's coated well enough but it's pretty and it works really well for organizing pencils if I've got a group of certain pencils a group of erasers you've got these little compartments for everything that's very flat I got several of these at Ross that were really inexpensive if you're in the U.S. if you have a Ross near you if you check their home area sometimes you can get them for just a couple of dollars or maybe even a dollar store would have something like that but it is so nice to organize all the little things little pieces here and there that you use Um, Mm, I love those things and then baskets in general I've got those all over my studio just pretty baskets that I pick up random places and store brushes in store smudging tools in or my tape or you know just to organize stuff and have different things I have a basket that's full of colored pencils that I've got doubles of for when one runs out so they're in another location and you can just you can actually have it look very nice and very pretty but still be very organized that's really cool yeah I I didn't think about that but I, I use these um, uh, these open shelves is what I have over by my my um, drafting desk, and that works really nice. And I keep my paper just standing vertically in there, except for the larger stuff, and I lay it down flat. But that works really nice because everything – it's not – you know, there's no um, – you, you can see everything inside there, and you just grab it very easily that way because it's all open. Yeah. Another one too, which kind of goes with this one, would be tool chests. So whether they be metal or plastic like rubber made tool chests, tackle boxes, right, right. those sorts of things, they are yeah, pretty much exactly the same really as the art boxes, but so much cheaper, cheaper. usually than something <laughs> that's listed for art supplies. But you've got all the nice compartments. Yeah. I've used them for every medium. I had one uh, black and decker one that I had used for years, one for oil and one for acrylic paints. And when I would go back and forth to my class, I you know, it had a handle, it was on wheels, it was lightweight, I could just drag it 
with me to other locations, plus with all the compartments inside, made it very, very easy to organize things. But it's not, you wouldn't necessarily go to Walmart or Target and look at their tackle boxes, but they're cheap and they work so well for organizing. (laughs) Yeah, they're less expensive and better. Yes. Imagine they're made. (laughs) Yeah, they're made a lot better. Yeah. Okay. So this is one I kind of fell, stumbled onto uh, quite by accident. My very expensive Ott light, and I'm I'm so embarrassed about the price I even paid for that thing. I'm not even going to tell you what it was because it's way too much. And the the light went out, and I purchased a light bulb, and it didn't work, and so it was defective. But I already had it for a couple of years, and so. I thought, well, as a stopgap measure, I'm just going to go down to the hardware. I'm going to grab a clamp light. Yeah, I grabbed that clamp light, and I fell in love with it because I could do so many more things with it. And now I have several clamp lights that I use, and <laughs> I don't I don't know why I would ever spend... You would just, are you just finding daylight bulbs to use in them? I just get daylight bulbs, and I use a clamp light. And it is so, so nice. I'm not sure why you really need to spend that much mo- uh, money on an aught light just to, you know, I don't know. I, it, the the clamp lights work so well. And if you're worried about, well, it's too harsh or whatever, no, it's really not. I mean, you can you can uh, control that by the wattage that you that you purchase of the bulb. But another thing is you can put like I did on one. I I have a I have a white sheet of paper just cut in a circle that, you know, from my printer, and I just tape that to the clamp light, and it softens the light really nicely. There's different little tricks like that that you can do as well. Very inexpensive, works really, really well. I don't think I'll ever buy one of those expensive Ott lights again. You know, I'm... I have an Ott light that I'm in love with. I've had it for nearly 10 years and it clamps onto my easel. And the way that it works in the, the arm and how it extends and bends and it's the most wonderful thing I've ever purchased and they don't make that one anymore. And I don't understand. Mm, I'm like, yeah. this thing was the most useful because I've wanted to link to people wanting to know where I got my, you can't find them. It was at Michael's years ago. And this specific model, can't find one quite like it. I found other clamps, but they're not as adjustable as this one was. So, yeah, yeah that's... I, I feel sad, though, when I see people buy these very, very expensive Ott lights that, you know, may, may not be as adjustable as what you're talking about there, Lisa. But I, I feel sad because it's like, wow, I know a secret about how to save a lot of money <laughs> in this regard. Sometimes, and though, I've got my other... I have two Ott lights. My other one is a floor model that I got on clearance for $30, so I didn't spend much. But, no, that's oh, a good man, deal. this thing is that's a good so deal. adjustable and so nice. Yeah. And I I yeah. could see myself easily spending $100, $150 to replace it just because I love this one and how adjustable yeah, yeah. and how I drag now, it around. It, right. So there's times where you want like the more that. expensive, but if you just need a clamp light, yeah, that's a good tip. If it if it serves your needs yeah yeah so next on our list a laptop stand i know a lot of people will use their their either a tablet or a laptop for their reference photo and sometimes you don't have the right table at the right height the right angle any of that so you can get these laptop stands i got mine on amazon i want to say i paid about 50 dollars for it it's metal it's got a tripod base and it's completely adjustable and Oh, I love this thing so much. I can make it taller or shorter and it's angled and it has a lip at the bottom that holds my laptop. I could also put a tablet on that. 
But it, it's something that I can take with me anywhere in the apartment. If for some reason I wanted to paint in another room or outside, because it's so adjustable, no matter what chair I'm sitting on, it, it I can make this work for me. It's lightweight enough that it moves around very easily, but not flimsy where it's going to fall over either. It is very, very stable. Oh my gosh. That's one of my cool. favorite purchases I've made this last year. Does it have a an option for a power strip on it, you know, that that you can put up near the the top there and then have a cord from that. Mm, I've seen I'm sure some you that could do make that, one, but, but no, yeah, nothing yeah. involved. This it's almost like it's a music stand in the way yeah, that it looks. Yeah. When you first look at it yeah, or look at it, that's those. what you would think it was. It's one of the old music stands we used to use in school. But it's a heavier weight. And it is adjustable. Mine's really nice because my laptop has metal feet, or not metal feet, I'm sorry, magnetic feet. So it stays really well on that. You can also get little rubbery pads. I think this one may have come with a rubber pad that you could put on it to make sure that your device didn't slide around. But it's got such a nice lip on it that you Mm. can have it sitting upright and it's pretty stable. You could also use 3M tape if you needed to to attach it even better. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. The next on our list is a cell phone tripod adapter. This is a little device that clamps onto the side of your phone and it works even on my giant phone. It clamps on and then you just hook it up to your tripod like you normally would. And you're able to, what I use it for is taking Instagram videos, just quick little things where I can easily set it up in front of my easel so I can have a little clip over on social media somewhere, just a quick little, you know, 30 second, a minute of working. But it holds my phone. I used to try to hold the phone up with one hand and draw with the other and it was so shaky and it looked terrible in this cheap little I mean that must be under ten dollars I actually just had that open I could have told you a minute ago yeah this one that I have that I purchased I've had it since May of 2016 it's the Temple Rock tripod mount adapter for smartphones mm-hmm. Temple Rock I don't know it was 6.95 so it wasn't a lot of money yeah. and it's yeah they're not much me. money so yeah. that one's been one of those things that it's like, why did I wait so long to get this? Because I used to, I wish I had taken video showing you how I would take books next to my easel. I would stack them up on a little table, like really stack them up high and then try to prop up the cell phone so I could get a, a stable. It was ridiculous. And this little thing that's, you know, six, seven dollars, five dollars, depending on which one you get, it clamps onto the side of the cell phone. And then I just hook it onto my tripod and oh, it has made my life so much easier. I wish I had known about it years ago. All right, you gonna go through those five makeup products right there? Or? No, Just no, kidding. no. You All know, right. I, I'm I'm starting to wonder if the audience really wants to hear about Mac eyeshadow and indie nail polish. I put that in there for a reason, Lisa. Let's read it. <laughs> you know All what? Right, you go so, ahead and read it since it was one of your editions. <laughs> Maybe you have something you would love to share with us that you use all the time that is not art-related necessarily, but something that is a necessary tool for you. We'd love to hear about that. Email us, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. Reach out to us on Twitter. You can reference show notes, cppodcast122, and uh, we can take a look at that. Lisa is at Lockery on Twitter. I'm at sharpenedartist. You can leave a comment in the show notes, sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. You can reach out to us and interact with us over on Facebook in the Colored Pencil Podcast group. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. My brain just shut down. Oh, 3M Velco. Velco? I'm making up words. Poster putty. Steven, take this out. Steven, take it out. Steven, take this out. Oh, you've been upgraded from editor, man.